What is up, best friends? Welcome. It's Friday, June 7th. God, I almost said almost. January. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going for. I thought it was July and then June. Whatever. June. It's Whatever. already fudged it up. I was all ready to do this perfectly because it's E3 pre-weekend, whatever you want to call it. E3 is effectively started. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Mike Mahardy here hey. from GameSpot. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You're a New York based now. As yeah, I, I just got in yesterday. I scared Kevin. My time, my sense of time is all off. I, I like we were talking. I was like, yeah. So the press conference, which start tomorrow, and he freaked out, yeah. which made me freak <laughs> out because I clearly have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got your pre shows coming up, uh, all that stuff. Tons right? of news already. Like some leaked, some just yeah. announced. Which we'll have some of that today. Are you going to be on any of your pre shows? You doing any of that stuff? You producing in the yeah. background? Yeah, we'll be. Uh, Lucy James and I are mainly heading up hosting for the entire week for Gamespot. Uh, we will have like our nice stage down. Yeah. On the show floor tomorrow, or sorry, Sunday, Monday, we'll be covering all the press conferences. Square, Bethesda, everybody. Yeah, be soft. Mike, aside from EA, they're doing their EA Play thing. Yeah, awesome. Well, E3 is already popping off. We've got news about a canceled Blizzard FPS. We've got whoa, almost fell out of my chair. A new ukulele game has been announced. Assassin's Creed might have a community tool coming in, and like a Ninja Theory game just getting leaked. Tons of stuff happening on today's show. So that in a second. But first, if you don't know, you're watching Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's a live show that we do every weekday, Monday through Friday, here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. If you don't watch live, of course, you can catch us on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you are watching live and we get anything wrong, you can help us out. You can just head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Let us know when we're wrong. Uh, maybe huge breaking stories, but please reserve it for actually when we got stuff really wrong. Happy to read that and would love the help. Um, as well, if you don't catch it live, remember you can catch us on podcast services around the globe. That includes uh, you know your usual list of Apple and Android services, but also roosterteeth.com. And you can just search for Kind of Funny Games daily and do that. So you can also be a part of the show if you head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members silver members or above get the show ad free. I'm a little too excited today. I'm just all over the place, but uh it's like my excited. fourth coffee. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, but you flew in from New York. So. Yeah, I also got like 16 hours of sleep after my flight. Ooh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, well, I'm feeling great. I played uh, 30 hours of Destiny almost in a row what? with that a six-hour sleep break. So, also not in the best shape of my life. Why? Just to like the get raid. back. The oh, raid. right. Okay, the gotcha. The Sorrow Raid. So. Did you finish it? Yes, but after 30 let me hours. tell you, it was a chore. We got some. We might do a Destiny 2 recap. Tons of big news that came in yesterday. They covered a little bit, but... Let's get into that in a they second. They tried to cover it, and then Nick came in and started just totally throwing them off. Yeah, and then, and then I heard it. Andy doing his Fran impression yeah. and making yeah. fun of the. So we're probably going to It was cover. a really good impression. It was. it was. Well, I think the thing is... <laughs> That's, That's your impression I, of Andy doing you? Yes, it right. gets very exaggerated. It's like a face-off the, situation. The, yeah, the third tier down, it gets very weird. Uh, all right, quick housekeeping. Kind of funny. Games E3 Showcase is Monday, June 10th at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. It has 60 plus indie games. You're going to want to check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Again, 4.30 p.m. on Monday Pacific time. Uh, Barrett, do you know if you guys have like an event that's a premiere that's going to be set up? Or It'll be a YouTube uh, premiere. Uh, so, on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we do not have a link for that yet yeah, but, but it's uh, coming. I assume that we'll have more details about that over the weekend yeah but keep an eye on it because you can set your notification to that premiere and be all ready to hop in early uh, and, and be ready E3 of course is upon us and kind of funny is going to be doing tons of coverage there so check at kind of funny vids on twitter the pin tweet has the full E3 schedule for us there so check it out Greg's already down there getting ready for full and order it's going to be very big tomorrow on Saturday uh, I can't wait to see that man you excited for fallen order yeah i saw that game informers next cover that's oh. they went to respawn for like a couple days so i'm excited to see what comes out of that yeah i, th I think it's going to be pretty cool respawn's been doing anything they do is and, usually uh, great uh greg is covering that but send your love to andrea who mm. has uh oh, right. fallen sick uh and is kind of out of i the saw game that for the next couple of days so uh send your love to her uh, at, at andrea Nade, yes. uh, on twitter she's okay now but she did she had a medical emergency she was supposed to do the fallen order thing with greg and literally just came up and she can't make it. She's super bummed about it, but she's totally okay. Says so she'll be back on her feet in a few days. Uh, so we're just glad that she is well, although we will miss her on uh, that show. Uh, Kevin, thank you for the rundown for Mike. All right. A few now other I know what's going on. bits of housekeeping, and we're really going to do the news today, I swear. So um, because of E3, of course, remember, no games daily next week. 
or a regular Gamescast next week. But there's going to be tons of coverage, so keep your eyes peeled. All Thank- of our, uh, I, I believe, a lot of the, we'll have a lot of stuff on the Gamescast feeds. Uh, but it yeah. won't be a regular games cast. It'll be a bunch of E3. Yeah, Tim was stuff. talking about it, that they still plan to convene, I thought, and do some stuff. In yeah. fact, I think they're going to be at the GameSpot stage on yeah, yeah. Thursday uh, evening. I believe so, yeah. We'll yeah. have What's Good as well. Mm-hmm. Well, minus Andrea, I guess. She, I don't know if she's she, still going to make she it. She teased that she might maybe. still come gotcha. down I think she's got to so. see how she yeah. feels. Gotcha. Either way, that's good she's doing well after yeah. the like, yeah. emergency stuff. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, as excited as we all are for E3, please take care of yourself. and glad she's feeling better. Thank you to our Patreon producers for helping make this possible today. Daniel Massey, Blackjack, Colton Yoder, and Mohammed Mohammed. Thank you again so much. And today, we're also brought to you by Hims and Omaha Steaks, but I will tell you more about that later. So for now, let's get into what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today, Barrett. A baker's dozen. It's a lot, man. We're going to be crashing through these news stories. Uh, we got no timer today, by the way, Barrett, if that's oh, all right. But no. Yeah, My that's bad. all right. I'll take 10 minutes off it, but I'm trying to keep we're, up. We got six, so much news. We're six minutes in. Okay. Uh, Blizzard has apparently canceled a never-announced StarCraft first-person shooter that was in development for two years. This comes way of GameSpot uh, from Eddie McCoo. Who I did finally got his name right. I asked Mike. Yeah. So Eddie McCoo. Okay. I always say McCoo. I we, think that's right. We've often gotten it wrong. But the, the short story, right, uh, Mike, did you catch this one, was they'd been working on something for a few years. Yeah. There was some evidence on LinkedIn from one of the producers. Uh, then Jason Schreier got uh, very specific details yeah. about what it is. Sounds like StarCraft, or sorry, like a Battlefield-ish yep. game from based on the details. Because everybody was comparing it to Ghost, right? But yeah. that was a third-person shooter. Yeah. This is legit first person yeah it's from what i could tell because i've seen now both games get canceled i mean there's an assumption that maybe they were going back to their roots of like ghost no it's, it's yeah. totally different a, a brand new just based on the starcraft world and they said they canceled this to free up time for diablo the next diablo whatever it would be and then whatever the next overwatch would be which based on those rumors is going to be pve focused yeah though that also came out of this is that there's possibly doing a more story focused overwatch presumably with yeah. uh, the multiplayer component as well yeah so there's a lot let, let, let's read through some of this um into the specifics so uh, game developer David Gibson, who is a senior animator on Overwatch, started working on a mysterious title back in July 2017, according to his LinkedIn. Uh, and so he ended up working on that for a few years. But um, he it was about two years. And then he announced his departure from Blizzard this week. And this was, of course, now more so confirmed by a report at Kotaku, which suggests the canceled game was indeed the StarCraft first-person shooter. And um, according to Kotaku, the move was made so that Blizzard could focus its efforts on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. The studio also shared a statement in which it confirms the cancellation in broad terms that discusses its general approach approach to game development. Blizzard released a lengthy statement on the matter, which we might read that in just a moment. Um, And according to the Blizzard executive producer, Alan Adam, roughly 50% of Blizzard's games are canceled before release. The truth is, behind the curtain, it's a horror show, but most people outside Blizzard don't realize around half our titles don't see the light of day, he explained to Game Informer. So people who think we're a consistent company we're only consistent in that we only release the really amazing games. I thought that was pretty good, good interesting. Good spin, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like a lot of studios cancel 50% of their projects. No, I don't <laughs> think most studios have the fiscal the flexibility, yeah. And maybe that's what's going on. They do Blizzard. make really great games, but... Yeah, you can't argue with the choices they've made. Yeah. Um, but, do, you know, what do you think of that in general, Mike? Like, is that maybe what's going on there, too, that they've now got too long of this artisan history of, like, look, we're going to try all this, and 50% isn't going to stick, but we're going to spend two years and millions and millions of dollars. I mean, every time they break into a genre, it's always, like, top of the class. Overwatch became, like, one of the better, in my opinion, one of the better first-person shooters. You got, I mean, like, back in, you go back to their roots, it was, like, RTS, yeah. etc., with Warcraft, Starcraft. Um, I don't know. I I would like to think that that is what they're saying is true, and just not like saying if a studio was like going. I don't. They're not in turmoil or anything. But like if if a studio was having a lot of problems behind the scenes that were leading to these cancellations, I could see this being a good way to spin it. Yeah. But like you said, they do have the like kind of luxury to be able to cancel those. So like 
if it was anybody but Blizzard, I might be skeptical, but yeah. because it's Blizzard, I'll try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, overall, I can't uh, argue with how they've done it other than things take an incredibly long time with them, but uh, they have had a very consistent track record with high quality, so yeah. hopefully that doesn't change. You know, that has been my concern is that with all the pressure from, you know, the Activision setup um, and just financial pressure that it could be shifting, and we've seen that happen to studios. Well, the last... Not big enough. The last announcement they had was the Diablo Mobile. I, for, I don't even know what it's yeah. called. I forget what it's called. But yeah. that was not a warm reception because people were hoping for a Diablo Four, which I get. Yeah. But I remember there was that. It was <laughs> like an early April Fool's joke. That guy in the audience uh, after yeah. they made the announcement. Diablo Immortal. Immortal. That's thank it. you. I knew it was like I get yeah, that they were up with Doom Eternal and everything. They were really excited because from their mind they're like, wait, we've got this really good, you know, mobile play setup. It's really high tech, presumably, and like they were excited about being able to bring that to a huge audience and. The fans felt completely uh you know misled like they were waiting for a big diablo announcement looks like it's on the way though yeah so So it's just i don't even know if like the diablo 4 is tentative title or who knows if they'll go like the halo infinite or doom eternal route yeah try to rename something that will sound more foreverish they can't use diablo eternal because you know doom like already took it so we'll, we'll see put your um Put your guesses for what the next Diablo will be called. So, again, it's not even confirmed. So, uh, same with the Overwatch project. No official comment there. But um, J. Allen Brack uh, from Blizzard had recently teased they might be working on some kind of Overwatch spinoff or sequel. So, let's read the comment from them. This is actually unusual for a company uh, like Blizzard to respond to complete leaks and rumors like this, especially in canceling a game. They'd say, look, we have no comment. Um, what they did say in more detail is we generally don't comment on unannounced projects, but we will say the following. We always have people working on different ideas behind the scenes, including multiple projects right now. But the reason we tend not to discuss them publicly is because anything can happen over the course of development. As has been the case at Blizzard numerous times in the past, there is always the possibility that we'll make the decision to not move forward on a given project. Announcing something before we feel it's ready stands the risk of creating a lot of frustration and disappointment, both for our players and us, not to mention distraction and added pressure for our development teams. We pour our hearts and souls into this work, and as players ourselves, we know how exciting it can be to see and know with certainty that a new project is coming. Knowing that changes or disappointments can happen does it make it any less painful when we have to shelve a project or when an announcement goes when an announcement doesn't go as planned we always make decisions about these things regardless of the ultimate outcome or how things might be interpreted based on our values we know or what we believe makes sense for blizzard and what we hope our players will enjoy the most the work that goes into these projects, whether they ship or not, is extraordinarily valuable. It often leads to great things and helps foster a culture of experimentation here. With that said, we're very much looking forward to revealing other things we're working on when the time is right. What do you think of the comment and when do you think when the time is right will be for them? Like you said, it's kind of weird that Blizzard responded to something like this, yeah. which that was why. Kind of confirms that yeah. it was pretty true. Yeah. And also like. Maybe they're trying to do some damage control because then, I mean, like right now, maybe the narrative is, yeah, we cancel a lot, but it's not because there's problems behind the scenes, according to yeah Gibson. But I don't know. Yeah. I I do think when the time is right, uh, I don't know, I guess, what would even be their Blizzcon? next announcement? November. Yeah, like November, yeah. I mean, Gamescom, maybe. Yeah. If I had to bet, it'd be more BlizzCon. With I think them. they would like, just, I think after last year, I think they'd they be gotta, smart to like stack BlizzCon. Yeah. If they came out and showed like, oh, here's this Overwatch 2 PVE, whatever, but also they, here's this Diablo 4. That, they would be, it'd make up for it. Smart to make BlizzCon uh, all themed as a Diablo lair. Like the yeah. whole place is Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> as a thank you to fans, they announce it and you literally live in the world. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. I think it's the combination of the nar- narrative you said, and also there's been a lot of talk of the recent layoff, financial structure stuff. There was something I had read that they commented that this did not affect the team and nobody's laid off because of it. I think that was in the rumors, so they couldn't comment on it uh, here. Gotcha. But I think through the Schreier uh, side of it on Kotaku that we heard that. So hopefully that is the case, despite um, this guy, this producer, David, that did apparently leave. And I don't know if that was... Yeah. Maybe overall there wasn't many laughs. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the next story, which should be a quick one. Are you a Red Dead 2 fan, Mike? I am. I thought so. Didn't you do a Red Dead show on GameSpot for a while? We 
He did uh, something. I worked on a few things on Red Dead 2, but then I went on Jared uh, Jared Petty's podcast. That's what I was thinking. But I, yeah, I think the last time I came on Kind of Funny was like right before the game came out. Nice. Yeah, so we covered it a lot. Nice. Yeah, I'm a fan too. I went through it all. I beat it. I mean, that in and of itself is a gamer achievement because it's insanely yeah. long. We were talking about it like right before you got here. Like, I don't think Kevin or Barrett are huge fans. Or yeah. like, and maybe like... You said like the I, I, I liked the like I I don't want to spoil anything yeah, yeah. for people yeah, who, no spoilers who took forever to beat the game like Fran did. Um, but you mean everybody <laughs> who played because it, it's incredibly long. It's like sixty hours, right? I, you took like four months to beat the game, Fran. I'm just saying. It's because I'm playing a bunch of other games. It's not how long I Those play. Those games are games. Right, we, we don't have time for. But the uh, yeah, I, I, I liked the main story, but yeah. then there's an epilogue, and yeah. that was really where it got slow for me. But I, I did like it for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that was our game of the year at Gamespot. Yeah, it's like that it or minis. God of War, like everybody. Yeah. yeah, actually, I didn't realize that you guys didn't go with God of War last yeah. year, which is, I mean, it was it's a tough choice. Game, yeah, it was an incredible achievement. I couldn't believe how it looked on consoles. Yeah, Frank, and that's the news. It might still be coming to PC, but this is one of those. It's not really news, but it's worth a mention. So the Take Two CEO has said, "quote There is no downside to releasing Red Dead Redemption Two on PC." So it's been rumored, people have talked about it, um, but nothing's confirmed. And developer Rockstar has made no announcements, and neither has the parent company Take-Two, right? So despite some of this evidence, we just haven't heard anything. But speaking at an investor briefing this week in New York City, Take-Two CEO Strauss Selnick responded to the assertion that launching Red Dead 2 on the PC would be, quote, a layup. In other words, easy. Uh, Zelnick succinctly responded, there's no downside to releasing the game on PC. So that's all he had to say, but the, the news here is that this is the first time there's kind of been some recognition that it's on their minds yeah. and that it's not that difficult. No. So you kind of, don't you think it puts them in the corner? Like, don't they have to do it now? Yeah, you're not going to say that if you don't have plans to do it. Like like they said, that's just easy money for them at that point. And by, yeah. like, it's nuts. People are still buying GTA Five to this day. If they can bring that uh, Red Dead 2, like... I love the people at Rockstar, but at yeah. the, the press release they sent out when the game released, they said it was the biggest entertainment launch ever. Right. That being said, despite <laughs> the hyperbole was, yeah. of that uh, that press release, I, it, it is it would just be so easy for them to like. Technically, I don't understand that stuff, but they've shown this isn't their first rodeo. They did it with yeah. GTA Five, and that PC was that release was nothing but a success. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, for what it's worth, right? The in 2010, Red Dead never came to. PC. Yeah. Uh, everybody always wanted it to, and so it has been kind of a sticking point. But then you look at GTA 5, like you said, uh, that launched in 2013, and then it was some uh, 18 months after or whatever that it came to Xbox One PS4, and then it hit PC in April of 2015. So yeah, GTA has more of the history you're talking about. Plus, we now have read that online, which yeah. is even more reason it's a, it is a persistent, living, breathing world. Yeah. It's not like a story that's baked and done right yeah and you also get those people who wait on buying these games until they come to pc yeah and i forgot gta 5 was like almost two years after yeah or no year you're and right. a half no what like 2013 the original that must have been uh september was I it believe. september if so it was just serves. shy of two years yeah. after almost two years so that's what everybody keeps saying when is red dead 2 come to pc and i'm on board but then i start to think about it. i was like oh gta 5 took kind of a while and i get it those are massive S games yeah that's true, a massive game, but it had to go from late gen to next gen. So it yeah. had to make a transition. So that's a little different. And then, so they kind of had the priority stacked. It was like, first, just get it out on the current gen. Now, it's almost like if it released right now. They and added first person also with like around oh, yeah. that release, right? Oh, yeah. Which they, Red Dead 2 already has. Yeah. yeah. And GTA Online was still in development. Yeah. Anyway, if we were betting, folks, do you think it's coming this holiday season? Uh, yeah, definitely an announcement before the end of the year. Yeah, I feel um, like it's on its way for this holiday season. Yeah, again, like, you don't say what this guy said without kind of having something up your sleeve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I would say it's, we'll get it before the end of the year. Yeah. Announcement, right. maybe over the next couple of weeks. Oh, really? All I don't right. know. Rockstar, I like it. Rockstar... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We're doing E3 predictions. You got to yeah. go out on a limb sometimes. That's I my, said, they're going to announce it this week, and it's going to come out in November. Yeah. I don't really know anything. That's just my guess. Yeah, for sure. I'm not Did, trying to say I have some secret knowledge. I don't. I've seen if he winked not here. when he said that. Yeah, <laughs> not not officially. Uh, do you have any E3 predictions that you've been like tossing around that have not sort of been assured at this point? Um, I was I was thinking Cyberpunk before the end of the year, but apparently that mm. they delayed it again. 
Yeah, I, w- I could have gone 50 50. Did they also make a that. comment that they're not showing it, anything at E3 or something like no, that? I thought no, they they're they said showing they stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the same theater as last year, at least. Oh. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're actually. They might not be showing anything at like a conference. Yeah, gotcha. maybe we. Because they showed at Microsoft last year, right? Yeah. Was it during? Yeah, it was, it was like the trailer. The, it was the one more. Th- it was the like the last yeah. thing. It was the last demo yeah. where they were all behind closed doors. Right. That's right. right. So all they showed last year was that amazing looking full motion video CG thing, but there was no gameplay. And then right. they showed us like a forty five minute gameplay demo. But yeah, you could see why they were nervous from some of the early state of it. I mean, I thought it looked incredible oh, overall, yeah. but. Then they, they, weeks later, did a, remember Twitch and all that went live with Static and right, yeah. they did a demo after. So I would expect maybe behind closed doors at E3, generate hype and do the same thing that a week or two after they either give the video to someone like GameSpot yeah. or they go live somewhere. So we'll see. I would, I would say like maybe April release. I was definitely thinking it would be before that. the end of the year, but based on everything CD Projekt Red's yeah. been hinting at, I think it's spring. Well, you know, they got to spend, they got to get it in shape for Stadia now. Yeah. So maybe that's what it's about. Uh, okay. More to game announcements. Ukulele, the impossible lair, has been announced. Uh, this comes way of IGN, Matt Perslow. Uh, Team 17 and Platonic Games have announced Ukulele, The Impossible, or and The Impossible Lair, sorry. Ukulele and The Impossible Lair. And it's a 2D platformer uh, follow-up to 2017's Ukulele. Unlike its predecessor, which looks like an inspiration from the 3D worlds of Banjo-Kazooie, which is where the team pr- pr- predominantly comes from, The Impossible Lair is a 2.5D platformer, more akin to Donkey Kong Country, with 3D overworld areas where players will solve puzzles. Across each level, players will aid in the rescue of Phoebe's Phoebe's Royal Battalion Guard. (laughs) I I tripped up because it's not Phoebe's Royal Battalion Guard, it's Phoebe's (laughs) Royal (laughs) Battalion Guard. Bees. All right. This was an unusual announcement, yeah. mainly yeah. because ukulele came out and was kind of bland, mediocre. Yeah, it was uh, like... As much as I was excited for it. Like, yeah, I played it, like it actually. I, I got to check that out in London when I was working, before Gamescom, like, two years ago. Yeah. And I was excited for it. I love that Rare is trying to... Or, like, you know, the people that worked at Rare are trying to go back to 3D platformers, but <laughs> seems like they're giving up on that and going to this more Donkey Kong Country, Rayman yeah. kind of Maybe feel. it's a stopgap, though, um... I mean, number one, you can look at the trailer, by the way, so you don't even have to describe it. Uh, you can go look at it. There's a trailer that shows the new gameplay perspective, some of the gameplay design. And Team 17 does promise more information will be available at E3 next week. Ukulele, by the way, uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair will release in 2019 on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. No Stadia news yet. And will be available as a boxed physical game as well as a digital download. So what I want to ask is, do you think potentially like this is a stopgap and they're working on, quote, the next gen ukulele? Or do you think maybe they realize ukulele is more just for this? Like, is that where you're going with it? No, I think I think this is not their next big thing, if you can call mm-hmm. ukulele big. Uh, and I don't mean that as an insult. But no, um, but it's... yeah, so that was funny because uh, I think it was on Kotaku. I think Jason Schreier's story, like the headline, it said it was an, a sequel. But then in the story, the some a representative said, "No, this isn't a sequel. This is kind of like a spinoff." Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that they've got like Ukulele Two, which yeah. I which I would like to I would I want to believe because I do miss like yeah, classic three D platformers style. and everything. Yeah, I think um, it has potential. Who knows? Maybe they're going to do something with VR even, which would potentially be interesting to, yeah. to combine it. Like I yeah. really liked. Um, I always bring it up. Not not Moss. I didn't get to play Moss. Astrobot. No. Rescue Mission, because that was fantastic 3D yeah, platformer. It was one of the awesome. first big 3D platformers for Oculus. It was like really colorful. It'll come to me oh, later. Oh, yeah. You, you would look, Lucky's Tale? Yeah, Lucky's yeah, Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it reminded me of Conquer sure, style yeah. a little bit, right? But um, I thought when I w- looked at that, something like Banjo, there's a lot of potential for oh, yeah, platformers. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. That like, like bird's that. eye view it's over really the character cool. works really well. Yeah. Astrobot p- toyed with that so well. That yeah. was one of my favorite games last year, actually. Yeah. Lucky's or Astrobot. Oh, Astrobot. Sorry, and I don't. I don't even like the Oculus Quest is super cool, but I, I've been a late adopter with VR. But yeah. Astrobot was just blew me away. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, look for more ukulele news next week. As we said at E3, let's move on. Another uh, bit of a throwback here. Destroy All Humans remake Hell has been announced. Yeah. Right. 
THQ is just like reborn. It's funny because for those of you who don't remember, THQ went bankrupt and got piece piecemealed off to a bunch of different companies. But THQ Nordic, which is what it's become, is like basically they used to have Destroy All Humans. So Picking was, up the pieces kind of. Yeah. So it's still sitting there. They had Darksiders at the time. And so they sort of kept some things. And in a way, THQ is reborn. But yeah. um, the quick news is this. THQ Nordic has announced Destroy All Humans. That's with an exclamation mark. A PS4 and Xbox One remake of the 2005 action-adventure, which was on PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox. There's no pre-order information just yet. So the new version is an exact remake of the cult classic, in which little green man Crypto comes to Earth and begins eviscerating Earthlings, cows, and everything else that gets in his way. It keeps its tongue-wedged firmly in its cheek the whole time and is probably best described as Mars attacks the game and uh, there is a reveal trailer for this one too so you can just go check that one out I've never played Destroy All Humans I witnessed a lot of it I definitely played it at a preview event and in the office I just never sort of beat it but I do remember being just like chaotic yeah Mars attacks that I think that's like the last game I rented <laughs> that's a, that's I, it a was always on right shelves there. at the the store like, 2005 uh, like yeah, that lines up like that yeah, yeah but um, I, I don't think but I don't think I played much of it. I know I rented gotcha. it at one point. It's nice. definitely like a it's it's a fun nostalgic trip for me to go and because I played like the the first two that I really liked. But it's definitely like a this is fun to check out for thirty minutes and then put down and never have to play it again. Right. Uh, there are pre order uh, links up if you want to go to Wario's uh, Twitter. Oh, um, Wario sixty four. Yeah, he, he, he's got a pre order links up there if you're looking for that. And Fran, I just want to take you back. Gamescast E3 predictions last week when oh, I made my prediction go. for THQ Nordic bringing back go. Battle for Bikini Bottom and all this stuff, and you laughed in my fucking face because you're like Darksiders Four is more likely, and you know what Battle for Bikini Bottom got announced. Darksiders got a spinoff, but not a Darksiders. Okay, 4. but in a so way, fuck you, friend. Fair. But two things. One, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing that out of all things that seemed important, it was Sponge. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> Whatever, Kevin. Nobody asked you. Get him out of the room so we can talk trash about Kevin. I hate that guy. Um, but it was just that I love SpongeBob, by the way. I love SpongeBob. You get down but with the Bob? It surprised me out of nowhere that uh, that was your prediction. So, But amazing. So hold what off, else you got? Off, yeah. What's the next big prediction from Barrett, the omnipotent one? Uh, E3 will be pretty cool. <laughs> all right. You might be right about Safe. that one. Safe bet. Um, let's see. Next news story. Did you play any Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Mike? I played so much of that, yeah. Awesome. I liked so, it a lot. This was one you can help me out on because I have not had the time. Okay. So the story comes way. Uh, I grabbed this one from IGN as well. John Wilde's Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, is rumored there's a community tool that will allegedly be announced at E3. So Ubisoft fan page has tweeted about playtesting an upcoming Assassin's Creed Odyssey community tool that will supposedly be revealed at E3. After a tweet from fan page Access the Animus and some reporting from PC Games N, it looks like we might be getting some long-rumored community creation tools at E3 that would allow the addition of user-made story content to the game. Here's what Access the Animus said on Twitter. E3 is approaching, and we can finally mention that we're kindly invited to test an upcoming community-oriented tool for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We can't say much more for now, but we suggest you keep checking the Ubisoft E3 pre-show for more details. Uh, end quote. So Ubisoft has been talking for a long while about wanting to put players in more control of their experience. So some sort of community tools might be out there. Um, also, after many players felt let down by the lack of choices within the legacy of the Blade DLC, some more open creative tools would be the perfect way to make good on that. So uh, what do you think of this? Story creator mode's ambitious. Yeah. Um, I That game is already pretty sprawling and ambitious in its own right, but uh, I did play the DLC and while I enjoyed it, it was more reason just to go back to Odyssey. I did feel like it was a little too tailored, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the rest of the game you can kind of, you know, like do... A more choice. For the most part, yeah, between uh, Cassandra and uh, Alexios, I believe the, the guy's yeah. name is. Um, story creator, I don't know how they would implement that. Uh, so... Yeah, and maybe just to add a little more context to it, I think people are sticking to this story creator rumor because it's come up multiple times now. Um, there was Reddit rumors previously reported by Rock Paper Shotgun, and uh, specifically one deleted, and then someone preserved this comment um, in which a Ubisoft community manager appears to have announced a story creator mode. Huh. So that's why people are sticking to the whatever that is. Yeah, it's I mean, coincidental in, if it's not a thing. But what would it be, you know, you've played a lot. For those yeah. who haven't played Assassins, what would that potentially look like? 
I mean, like, do you take an existing, like, how do you do that? You set waypoints in a world and like, what would it, that's what I'm like, story creator leads me to believe that there would be like, like, if you're going to go story creator, I feel like you'd have to go in depth. I'm trying to think of a game that did that recently. Like it would have to be like dreams, but in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is, which way, is like yeah. weird, way too but like yeah. then you, you need to like learn how triggers work and yeah. like all this kind of like basic mm. vanilla coding. Yeah. It's like on real engine work, you know, even like, yeah, it, it almost sounds like you're saying they'd have to pull the Mario maker just for this piece of it. Like, yeah. here's all your things. And so there must be a twist on this. Right. That's, um, that'd be, I mean, okay, my dream version of this is someone yeah, who really likes version? Assassin's Creed. It would be like, it wouldn't just be Assassin's Creed Odyssey story creator. You could bring in like Bayek and you can, I know it wouldn't make Ugh. sense, but you could bring <laughs> in Bayek, you could bring in Altier, like everybody. Kind of get boy that. Bayek, get, man. Hell yeah. He's awesome. He's probably <laughs> the, the best assassin. Um, Origins might be the best Assassin's Creed game. It's fantastic. Day. I like it more than Odyssey to be reductive. Yeah. Air five. Kevin screams. Air five, yes. What? That is um, Kevin in the background. <laughs> but. But that I don't think that's that is going like full on Assassin's Creed maker, and that's yeah. like they would be. I think they would be misinformed if they didn't announce it as its own game. Yeah, because that, that's a full game. Maybe that's where the who knows. Maybe the rumor is getting a little off. Maybe it's a twenty doubt. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so none of this is confirmed by Ubisoft, but there's a lot lining up. Ubisoft's E3 conference is Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. They did say in the pre-show in this note, so my guess is you're going to want to check at 1230-ish. Does Ubisoft have their own pre-show that you're aware of? I believe it like a brief one. Like we're, a 15 we're doing minute a, right. We're doing up. a pre-show and then we're doing our post-show and then getting on a plane down to LA like right after that. Yeah, a lot. So of, I, I hope they don't do any post stuff because that's going to throw off our I know. schedule. That's what I was wondering. Is like, do they have a pre-show going while you do it? My guess is, and we've seen this a lot, right? It's not... It's a little pre-show, but it's a couple package videos. It's a trailer, and this might literally just be a trailer that shows up, right? Yeah. So because it didn't make time in the conference, so they run it before. That's my guess. So tune in. I'd say around twelve thirty Pacific time if you want to catch that news, or probably watch your pre-show, and and you guys will catch it too. But, yeah. Um, okay. This one came way of uh, Mike this morning, but also Polygon is where I pulled it from. I was like, is there any news I missed? Because there's been a lot. And he's like, Ninja Theory's next thing. I was like, what? We've been, we've been wondering what is going on with the Microsoft acquisition, et cetera. So Ninja, Ninja Theory's next game is called Bleeding Edge and appears to have leaked at E3. Yeah, I asked um, Barrett, to, can we just pull this up and, and Mike, walk us through? Yeah, sure. What are we seeing? Like, so yeah. for those who don't know, Ninja Theory made Hellblade, Sino Sacrifice, which was a fantastic game two years ago. They also made DMC, Devil May Cry Reboot. Um, it appears that their next game, which there is some history behind this, it is like Overwatch heroes, but melee focused. 4v4 multiplayer. Uh, so based on everything we heard, uh, Ninja Theory is one of the studios that was acquired by Microsoft last year uh, mm-hmm. in that Mexico City, uh, I forget the name yeah, of their conference. The they announced inside that, Xbox Yes, event. thank you. They, they announced that they bought a bunch of studios. So this is a game that apparently based on rumors was... It's been in development since 2014. Uh, and then Ninja Theory moved over to like that Hell, Hellblade kind of double-A size game. Yeah, um, it was Now that Microsoft has them, they have the funding, so I believe this is the fruit of that. Um, yeah, this will, will be shown, obviously, during the Microsoft uh, presser, just without that pretty watermark across the whole screen. <laughs> All of the watermark. I think this looks yeah. kind of cool. It's not what I would expect from them, but they've done, between Heavenly Sword, Hellblade, yeah. they've gone in so many and different DMC. directions. And DMC, yeah. which... I know that Devil May Cry fans, like <laughs> like hardcore Devil May Cry fans, yeah. have problems with that game. I love that game. I thought the game, gameplay-wise, was awesome. And yeah. that's the thing. Their, their, their cred as, yes, a melee-focused, combo-focused, they've got it yeah. between Heavenly Sword and DMC. So I'm actually really excited. We haven't seen quite... It's almost like... I mean, I don't want to say Overwatch meets Smash Brothers, but in a way, you're seeing some like closer-up like Overwatch chaos. meets For Honor, maybe? Yeah, well, no, okay, we were talking a little before the show. Like, it reminds me of Battle Cry that canceled that Bethesda. Too. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm excited. It yeah. looks really cool. Four, like four on four multiplayer yeah. melee combat. I'm. You're right. Like, it's a little closer to something like For Honor in that sense. But it's so much more chaotic. Uh, based on watching. the the small snippets of gameplay during that trailer, it looks way more like quick, like fast yeah. paced, super than fast. For Honor, For Honor is like that clunky, very ooh, slow, kind parry. of realistic. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely yeah, far. This there's like a ninja cyborg, that. like a Genji attacking someone. Yeah, yeah um, and that's why I think I said Smash Brothers. It's like whatever's yeah. ha- it's super fast and I can chaotic. See that. And for those of you not watching, like when Mike says like Overwatch style and Battlecry, it's neon 
colors. All the characters are like anime pop, like cyborgs. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very colorful. Looks cool though. It does. One guy was like a centaur, but instead of a horse's body, it was a motorcycle. Yeah, it looks. It looks very cool. It looks very. It's definitely like wackier than anything yeah. Hellblade. Or sorry, Ninja Theory is done. Mm-hmm. But again, after Hellblade, after DMC reboot, I feel like they could get away with anything yeah. now. And I'm so happy that we were talking. I think the other people were saying like this sucks because they don't want them to move away from single player stuff it from everything we've heard it's two teams now one that's doing bleeding edge this multiplayer game that we were just talking about and then another team that is continuing in the vein of you know hellblade these single player narrative uh elements so i'm i'm really psyched for this Uh, i'm glad that they kind of again this has been you know something they've been working on since 2014 in one form or another and then like they had all that those funding problems which Mm. Hellblade was kind of the result of those because it's this smaller bite-sized game. Yeah. Uh, but now we have, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is like what funding from Microsoft allows you to do. So yep. looking forward to it. Yeah. And supposedly, you know, in this video, it said there's this technical alpha that might begin for the game on June 27th. Yeah. What, a few weeks from now. Yeah. And I thought that whatever came from Ninja Theory would be a shoe in for Xbox Next, whatever that is. But right. it sounds like probably not. I mean, maybe this is playing into xCloud, too. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's on that weird, get, like, we're about to end this generation. I Just, like, a lot of questions the surrounding Mi- all that. Microsoft conference is going to be a banger, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Sunday. I'm just glad it kicks off Sunday around noon. Yeah. So, Without Sony there, I think they're just, like, trying to go all Oh, they in. got everything. They yeah. got all the big trailers. They have huge announcements. They are positioned. Yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting. This is going to be one of the many things. But just a few other details that was in this article. Um, let's see... Trailer shows off environmental hazards. We saw that on the playing field. There was a choo-choo train plowing over some somebody. Um, and then, yeah, last year in 2018, like you said, is when they acquired Ninja Theory. And at that time, Ninja Theory's chief creative director said the move ensured his unique breed of studio situated somewhere between indie and AAA and could survive and continue its tradition of creative independence. So they're still looking forward to this partnership. And, you know, maybe we're seeing the results there. He also, a quote from um, Tamim Antoniades. Antoniades. <laughs> Antoniades. Yeah. You think that's Italian, actually? No. He's, I know he's Tony British, Addis. but I don't know if, yeah, that sounds Italian. The way like you said back. it, I was like, oh, that's easy. Anyway, what uh, Tamim had to say was, we want to be free from the AAA machine and make games focus on the experience, not around monetization. So maybe also hinting that it's not, you know, some free-to-play game. But. And then the combat director for DMC Reboot is working on Bleeding Edge. Oh, there you go. Is, that's promising. Very exciting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. Not officially recognized or announced. This is just coming out, too. So there may see be more news Sunday already. Yeah, I think expect to see it at the Microsoft conference, like you said. Uh, so hopefully there's been no news that's come in yet uh, in all this time that I need to know about. We'll check in that you're wrong if there's anything really breaking. But I wanted to go over Destiny 2. I call it the free to expand. Plus, there's this new expansion coming, Shadow Keep. I want to recap all that because it broke yesterday. Uh, there was the Stadia news, which Tim and the crew, Tim and Andy, went over. But during yesterday's Games Daily, you didn't get all the Destiny 2 news. And certainly not by passionate fans such as myself. And I believe you're a Destiny fan as well. Yeah. Yeah. You've played Tangentially, Destiny. Yeah. yeah. I, I like played you, a lot of 2. You play the, the releases. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you grind for... Yeah. I've not done the raid yet, but... Yeah. Or the that's, newest raid. The new, but. That's fair. I'll let uh, you guys figure it out, and then I'll yeah. come in and do it. We in did. Six hours. Trust me. Uh, don't want anyone to go through that pain. I let other people do my dirty work before I go in, and yeah, I have it, a wiki. It was really cool. Like for those of you who didn't catch it, uh, the raid came out on Tuesday, and they did something brand new, which is called contest. So all the controversy about the long grind they put players through, people would over level, and because they're afraid of it, and it was a huge mess of like, when should you release the raid? And you have people playing literally sometimes for. 90 hours, 10 hours a day leading up to the raid. And then uh, in this case, what happened was the day the, the new release came out, you could hop immediately. Well, no, you had six hours before the raid. And then the raid was capped at each encounter. So it's, it, your, your power was probably around 700 when you started, if you were keeping up. If you got up to 720, it didn't matter. It didn't even matter. At the very end, that was your cap. So it was a pretty cool way of handling it, but um, it was not cool to rush for six hours and then play the raid. We almost died. We played my team, the DCP Live team, played for 18 hours straight. So in that six hours, the, your progress technically didn't matter if you were about to jump into the raid? It did. So it just didn't matter at the first encounter. And then when oh, you get to the gotcha. second one, there's a new cap. So I, I went from 700 to about 7... Um, 
715 or 716. So that actually worked out nicely. When I got to the next one, then it was capped, I think. I don't remember if it was 710. Yeah. But that was for 24 hours. They capped it to make it very elite. So yeah. a different conversation for a different time. But let me tell you, uh, only about 100 teams. So it's six people times 100. Only about 600 people was able to pull this off predominantly on PC. It's, it's definitely very esportsy, super competitive. So... I have a lot of thoughts about that. It was really cool to be a part of it, and we almost got it. I did end up beating it, you know, the the next day after the contest yeah. uh, stuff went out. It's very difficult, but a lot of fun. Anyway, Destiny 2, there's more news beyond this release. Destiny 2 is getting a new expansion in September. We know it's called Shadow Keep. We know that for the $9.99 a month, right, it comes to Stadia, um, and you get that included. You get Shadow Keep plus all this free-to-play content, of course, all packaged into one. It's a, it's a really big deal, but wanted to make sure you were caught up on everything. So cross-saves are coming. This was all kinds of back and forth. People didn't think it was going to happen on PS4, apparently the day before, right? Yesterday, they met up. Yeah. yeah. Like, or two days the ago. The day right before yeah, yeah. They, they got Sony to be like, fine. That's yeah. my impression. They're like, fine. Everybody's on board, yeah. yeah. Might as well. So it is cross-save. That means that you'll have to buy it on multiple platforms if you want to do that. But you can just take your content, put it into one cross-save environment, and wherever you go, Stadia, Xbox, PC, which is going to be on Steam now in the future, you're going to have to transfer and uh, Xbox and PlayStation. You can choose. Yeah, I've, I've been playing on PS4 every Destiny or well, both destinies on PS4, but I'm really excited that I don't have to start over because I have been wanting to go to PC for a while now. So this is great. Yeah, it, honestly, I'll 100 percent buy it again. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. There's a lot of people who want to transfer, but you did all this grind, and you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it opens up a lot of opportunities. Um, I see why companies are still worried. I saw there was another announcement around. Maybe it was included here, but I was looking at it from Sony and Microsoft's perspective in the Stadia, right, um, with that lens. It is a little concerning, right, that they, they have players who've spent five years on their platform, and now for nine ninety nine they can just switch and play anywhere and take all that progress. Do you agree that Sony and Microsoft have any concern about losing traction to that setup? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe Sony made the call. They were just like, all right, if everybody else is on board, we might yeah, as well. I, I think it was strong high pressure. Arms, but yeah, it was. They were under pressure. Like you said, I, I think it was a little bit yeah. begrudgingly signed. Yeah, I mean, they are the biggest player. And I think they were like, look, I, I, they're having all these conversations because it's the problem is that the dominoes are starting to fall. The pressure is yeah. on to just start doing this. And we don't know what's going to happen with Borderlands yet. Yeah. There's rumors of cross save, maybe just Xbox PC. But it's, you know, you give it to one, it becomes this whole, why not us? Have you ever been into Warframe at all? I, I know Warframe, but I've not been able to, to keep up with I it. I just want to point out, people in the chat were like, when Fran brought up Destiny, he's like, all right, what's the countdown for when Mike starts talking about Warframe? <laughs> so I've gotten into that game since January on PS4, and just like Destiny, and the, the, the people at Digital Extremes are lovely people. They're coming on our stage this week to talk about some of the new cool stuff coming nice. out. Um, Railjack being one of them. It's like this dogfighting, shipboarding thing, hmm. but... The one thing they always get asked about is cross save. And I've been wanting to go to PC, but I have about 450 hours on PS4. Oh my and God. that game progress is like even compared to Destiny, progress in Warframe is very you earn it. Well, yeah. not that you don't in Destiny, but Warframe, it is just so much you would have to go back and right. restart. Because it's not yeah, like it's... Destiny where you're picking up loot in game. It's well, you pick up the materials to build your right. weapons, so that takes a while. And like, they still yeah. have some of that. I vestigial. see what you're saying. You have to buy so much with in game materials and build but, it, but, but yeah. you have to play so much to get all this stuff. It's yeah. not just go back through the story. And I mean, Destiny's got some of that, uh, it's a, maybe a little less of that crafting, but yeah, in any event, the point is it we as players benefit from it, mm-hmm. we need it, it needs to change, it needs to stop being a concern, and we just let the chips fall where they may, yeah. But I was trying to add some. I when I was looking at it again with the Stadia news for nine ninety nine a month, like, ooh, that's a little scary. If I'm behind the desk at Microsoft or PlayStation from a, an executive, yeah, standpoint. for Bungie, it's nothing but great. Oh, it's great news. But I totally get why Sony yeah. might be like, yeah, uh, so, fine. Oh. You just Fuck stop it. playing on PS4 yeah. because now you can play in 4K HDR. I mean, who's to say if the input lag is a total nightmare? Yeah, we'll we'll find out. But um, anyway, so Shadow Keep is 35 bucks. That comes out around September 17th, I believe, which unfortunately is three days after Borderlands. Shame on you for putting us through that because I want to play both, and that's going to yeah. make it a pain. But 35 bucks, and again, the way this works, it's very. This is what I wanted to go over. So Destiny 2 released. In uh, 2017, right? September. 
Was that, is yeah. that correct? So that year of content is what is now totally free. The entire year. So that includes Curse of Osiris, and it includes, which has a raid with it, a raid lair at the time is what they called it, and Warmind, which also had a raid. So you get all that content free, all the story content, everything. Also, what's different is every destination that is in Destiny 2 now, including Shadowkeep, even if you play the free version, you can go to the moon. So the moon is gonna be brand new this September, but you'll still be able to go there if you don't own Shadowkeep. So that's what they're trying to change. You can go to all the destinations. And likewise with Forsaken, which came out last September, 2018, and now this new raid that just came out, you can go to, well, you can't go to the raid destination, but uh, what I was getting at is you can go to the Dreaming City in Forsaken, right? but you don't have to own it. However- That's like the hub of Forsaken, correct? Yeah. However, Forsaken is an upgrade pack if you want to play the story content, if you want to play these current raids. So that so I call it free to expand for that reason. Yeah. So it's free, you can go everywhere, and if you buy Shadowkeep, like that's all you have to buy. You don't have to buy Forsaken. And that's what makes this sort of, you gotta wrap your mind around it. You're like, wait, okay, good, you've trained me thinking in Destiny that I need to buy everything leading up to this to play it, yeah. which I think it's steered a lot of players off. Now, for, sure. for 35 bucks, you can go, you can hop in, yeah. you, and they want to get you, they say, into the end game right away. So they have these you know, systems to level you up and not keep you gated. Um, and that includes getting into Strike Playlist and the Crucible and all that. So they're trying to make it really easy just to get back into it. So, so Shadowkeep is effectively like a three-year pass also. Two-year pass, sorry. Well, that's, well, that's what's weird. It's the first year of content of Destiny 2 for free with the new Shadowkeep content. So it's not two years, because that's Forsaken is year two. Right, okay. See, this is what's confusing. Yeah. So we don't know how much Forsaken, I believe, will cost. I don't think we know that yet. Okay. My guess is it won't be much. It's probably a $10 upgrade. And then Shadowkeep, like you said, is 35 35 bucks. I'd just do that just to avoid yeah. the headache of figuring yes. it all out, I think. And they said, we, it was very confusing at Activision. You know, well, they didn't say Activision, but they hinted. Uh, it was confusing because you had all these different things you had to get, maybe by Curse of Osiris if you want to play. Very confusing. They said, we want to fix this. But it's still going to take some getting used to. So I just wanted to walk people through that a little bit. This will come, or there will be four season passes coming after, including Shadowkeep. There's three season passes coming after in the next year three of this content. So hopefully, okay. I know it's still a lot of details, but wanted to walk you through that. And again, Destiny 2 is going to leave Battle.net for Steam because Battle.net is owned by Activision and they need to get on a new platform. Yeah, I want to ask you this. In the world of Epic giving these freebies and like really good deals, do you think Steam gave Bungie a really good deal? Because why would they go to Steam? Is yeah, my question. the thing right now is to go to Epic. I, I but I don't know. Like I, in in the interest of in the interest of Bungie preserving their autonomy, which seems to be their number one aim, especially yeah. after leaving Activision, which is great for them, but it also puts a lot more pressure on them. I. I'm not surprised they went to Steam, I guess, but they mu Valve must have I think done so. something. Because like Valve, they're not like backed into a corner, but no, Epic is. Uh, yeah, I mean, why like would take? They're not taking over, but Epic has got a lot now. Yeah, it's the money deal. Yeah, like, I mean, they they're not on Unreal Engine, so they probably wouldn't get a good of a deal, but they'd still get a really good deal. Yeah. We know it's better than the 70-30 split. Sure. So my guess is they got a good deal. I mean, either way, it's great for players because mm -hmm. I there's a ton of great things on Steam, so we do benefit as players. There's no real reason for me to play on the Epic. No, just right just like ease of use. I'm glad it's going to Steam yeah. personally. So get your friends list ready. That's another benefit. Battle.net capped out at 200. Steam caps out at 250. But you can upgrade your account to get more um, uh, players on there. And in fact, if you link your Steam with Facebook, I believe you get 50 additional. So you're up to 300 now, which I know some players suffered from that. So, uh, Mike, we're going to transition out of the news stories now. That has been a lot. I know that Barrett's sweating it over there. It's been a, it's been a long but interesting show. So. Let's uh, get into the next thing. If I wanted to know, Mike, what is coming to mom and grop shops today? Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. <laughs> Wait, am I doing this right? No. Yeah. No, but the go. jingle's there. Sorry, everybody. You're getting close, Fran. It's been a long week. so hard in you. I just almost forgot that the jingle went there. Yep. All right, here's what's coming out today, everybody, for June 7th on the Friday. Omen Sight, Xbox One, Warlocks 2, God Slayers, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Refunct on Switch, 
Party Golf, Xbox One, Octopath Traveler on PC, Journey of Ha Ha on PC and Mac, Gregor Hill's Haunted Hospital, PC and Mac, Idle Dungeons, PC, Nightlights, Acquire, uh, Aquaculture Land, and also Adventures of Golly. All those were on PC. And that's what's coming out today. Um, let's read our ads real fast, Barrett. Before we get into reader mail and uh, the deals, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Hims. Nick and Andy noticed their hair was thinning and decided to do something about it. They went to forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. Thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep your hair, the hair that you have, than to replace the hair that you've lost. Thanks to science, Boldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions are backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to forhims.com. Answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and can prescribe you products that are shipped directly to your door. Kind of funny's listeners get a trial month of four hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to fourhymns.com slash games daily. That's four hymns, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. Fourhymns.com slash games daily. Our next sponsor is Omaha Steaks. Y'all know how much Greg loves Omaha Steaks, right? He ordered his dad some for his birthday, and Greg's dad liked them so much, he sent them to Greg for his birthday. Now, the cycle continues year after year, and everybody is happy and full of steak. Be like Greg and his dad and order Omaha Steaks. Look for an easy, affordable way to stock up for summer grilling, as well as a great gift. Uh, Think think about Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher, making special occasions easier since night. 1917. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time Father's Day gift offer to our listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code KFGAMES in the search bar for 74% off Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. Again, that's 74% off the Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. That's a $235 value now for only $59.99. And like Greg says, if you don't have a dad or you hate your dad, they're not going to check. You can just get it for yourself. Exactly. You can get it for anybody that you love in your life and if they love steak. So order now and you will get two tender filet mignons, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four massive gourmet jumbo franks, four crispy chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, four caramel apple tartlets for dessert, a packet of Omaha Steaks signature seasoning, and you'll get four extra Omaha Steaks burgers free. I just want to say I'm looking at that value, and, and this isn't in the script. That's really good for $59.99. I might order one for myself there as you well. Go, <laughs> you, you got the right idea, Barrett. Uh, when I first got here about an hour and a half ago, uh, I noticed that Omaha Steaks was a sponsor. And then yeah. I said, do they just send you guys free stuff? Yeah. Kevin's like, let me show you. And he, oh, the fridge is just absolutely packed. They, He's trying to pawn steaks off on me. They if have, I lived here, I would take it. They, oh, exactly. Dude, it's it's great product. So continuing with this, Omaha Steaks delivers 100% guaranteed world-class steaks, burgers, franks, and more. Order with confidence from America's original butcher. All meat is USDA inspected for quality and exceeds standards. It's hand-trimmed, flash-frozen, and vacuum-sealed. Online support has uh, recipes for you, wine pairings, and a lot more. Again, order now, and you can get this exclusive Omaha Steaks Father's Day Steak Fix Pack. Package valued at $235, $235 for just $59.99. Just go to omahasteaks.com and type the code KFGAMES into the search bar. Don't wait because the offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type KFGAMES in the search bar to get the Father's Day Steak Fix package today. Okay, back to a quick mention of deals of the day. The PlayStation Days of Play sales has kicked off. Sony had mentioned this in their recent State of Play conference, and now they have their Days of Play sales. You can get a PS4 controller for 40 bucks. God of War and Spider-Man are 20 bucks. Horizon is $9.79. I saw that on Amazon. I think it's the same for them. You can get PS Plus for 20 bucks off. There's a lot in this sale, so... 
Check it out. A lot of really good games. Indeed. Let's take a little bit of reader mail. Um, would love to hear from uh, Mike on some of these answers as well. Let's start with um, Borenzu. Oh, sorry. Boren00. I'm glad he wrote that in there because I've mispronounced it just like that many times. Boren00 says, good morning, Fran and Mike. It is E3, Eve's Eve, and I am hyped as my year of dreams is happening. I'm getting Death Stranding, which is coming out this year, and Baldur's Gate 3 is real made by a good studio and was announced, and it's hopefully coming out this year. However, between pre-E3 streams and Twitter posts, I feel like there might not be a lot of surprises at this year's E3. Do you guys feel the same as workers in the industry, or am I just getting everything I want earlier than normal this year? I feel like that's how I feel every year. I'm like, yeah. how could they possibly surprise us? But then something comes along, and I don't know, like Beyond Good and Evil 2, or, which I don't right. even, I'm not even excited for yeah, after I see I am. it. Yeah, but like, my point being, I guess, like, that's always the sentiment. But then we go to the show and see another 10 things that really surprise us. Exactly. And like, as tiring as E3 can get, that's why it's always fun. Yes. Um, that being said, there is a lot of like leaked stuff this year. But again, I'll probably say the same thing next year. Yeah. No, you nailed or, it. I said it last year, too. Like, exactly. Year on year, we're like, man, there's leaks. There's a Ubisoft leak. Yeah. There's every, everything seems like it gets leaked. But guess what? There's always stuff you're like, Bethesda, oh. Ubisoft, yeah. Xbox will have at least like yeah. six surprises. We still don't. This alone, which is what I keep saying, I'm excited for the next generation. We don't know really what's going on with xCloud and the Xbox Next, whatever that is. That's what I keep calling it. That alone is going to be packed with, I think, a number of surprises. But frankly, I think at Bethesda, at Square, I mean, come on. We haven't really seen the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff. We no. haven't seen uh, Final Fantasy, what, uh, 16, which we are predicting maybe will show. There's all kinds of stuff that is still there. So I think, to to your point, Boren00, zero, zero, um, it's you, <laughs> but it, there's nothing wrong with it because it's easy to be deceived by all these leaks. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you're going to be really happy with E3, and I just say that on good faith, not knowing what's so coming. So many of these leaks, still we'll, we'll see trailers that we haven't seen you're, yet, and it'll be great. Yeah, just the game titles, some like CG or concept art, that alone can get you hyped. Um, so I think we're going to see some of that. Go uh, in um, with uh, expecting no surprises, and then you'll be kind of surprised. Yes. There you go. Set your expectations lower, and then you'll be very surprised. All right, let's get to another question here from Lexus. Good morning, KF. Uh, kind of Funny Games Daily crew. Yesterday's Stadia Connect piqued my interest, to say the least. So much so that I went ahead and pre-ordered the Founders Edition as, as the promise of 4K gaming on any device with a Chrome browser appeals to me very much. And I have to say, I am hyped. So I decided to hit the social medias and to gauge everyone's temperature on the Stadia, and to my surprise, it wasn't as positive as I expected. Many responses I saw were things like, quote, wait for Project xCloud or wait for EA or wait for Sony streaming solution, even though I think Sony joined Microsoft to develop the said solution. But my question for you is this. Do you think we're just leaving the console wars behind in exchange for the streaming service wars? Plus, why wait for a new service when the tech is here now and at a relatively inexpensive entry point? At least a try. Also, what could another game streaming service provide that Stadia in some way isn't already doing other than the exclusive games? It seems to me that all these moves by our gaming company leaders are being made to break down barriers between platforms, and many of us tend to build those barriers ourselves. I'd appreciate your input, and thanks for all you do, guys. So two things. I think if you go on social media to get a take on anything, it's always going to be <laughs> negative. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I do think there's this like vestigial kind of fanboy war-ish thing that might... I think we've, we're getting past it. I would like us to be completely past it. Yeah. I think it's always going to exist when you're paying money for something and then trying to yeah. justify that. Um, but... I think in the case of if people are saying, let's wait for Sony or let's wait for Xbox, I think maybe that's coming from the idea that it's still weird to wrap my head around playing games through Chrome. Um, and I get how Google is pretty unproven in games. But that being said, Google, it's Google. They have the infrastructure of like one of the most solid infrastructures that of any company that could be doing this. Um, I, I, I would trust Sony and Xbox a little more to nail this when they come out with their streaming services but I, stadia sounds really cool to me yeah i'm like it's, I, plus the uh the package you get when you buy it the yeah game, the, the games you get with it is, are pretty enticing yeah for 9.99 um the hop-in value is really strong yeah. and i think on that merit the founders edition is one thing which is yes you want to get in now you want to get your name you want the controller and a good deal you get destiny shadow keep with that yeah you also get it with the 9.99 a month though i guess but um 
it's easy to hop in yeah. um, and just try it out. So if you have the, what is it, $9.99 a month plus the controller, is that all you need? Because uh, you'll, you'll be able to play Destiny at the very least with the controller, I mean, which is 70 bucks. I'm assuming you have a 4K monitor already. Yeah, assume you have the rest. Yeah. So for about, if I'm doing it right, it's about 70, um, but if you 80 do the bucks. Founders Edition with the 129 or whatever, you get the controller. Uh, what, what is it, like three months of the subscription or something yeah. like yeah. that? And then three months for a friend. Mm-hmm. And then the Destiny 2 stuff. And, right. But that's uh, 130 yeah. bucks, right? Yeah. Which is a good deal. What I'm saying is for the controller plus the 10 bucks a month, yeah. which is, I think, uh, 80 bucks, you can just hop in and try it for that. Which is interesting, you know, if you, if you, like, meaning we're waiting for next-gen consoles and you look at it, you know, trying to get the game plus the console plus everything, it's yeah. like you're in for 350 400 bucks normally. The, the price so. point for this as opposed to PS5 is, like, absolutely yeah. absurd. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see, but we'll see. We don't really know what that will be yet, but, but we're to, thinking. To my earlier point, like, I, if I had to, if they were evenly priced, I would pick up PS5 over this any day just because it is Sony, it's a console, it's a proven formula, but I also think Stadia is this, like, finally come to fruition this stuff that we've been talking about with like cloud saving and cloud gaming and etc for like yeah. years now feels like that maybe could be the tipping point for this like school of thought when it comes to playing games and how you access them yeah um but that being said i think there's always going to be some of that like console war rub off from yeah. back totally. in the day yeah so one yes console wars are eroding we've known that cloud has been coming for almost a decade people have been trying to solve it since you know uh, on live and gaikai and even you know little things before that so sony had bought sony's been doing it for a while but it's not a perfect system and so my advice to you is indeed why are you rushing into this pre-order i'm as excited as you are why wouldn't you wait till the very least sunday because microsoft might come out with an x cloud pre-order to compete with it and the games pass and then now you're thinking wait a second i already have an xbox controller i don't even need so give it a moment so i'd say at the very least wait till sunday just wait out the hype but secondarily nobody has played this with any confidence of, of members of the press. Mm-hmm. I've not heard one report that's like, dang, man, it's working and it's flawless. I got to play a beta from home. I mean, we know we did the Assassin's Creed, um, uh, the test that they did a while back, and it was not bad. Yeah. But I've not played a shooter. Uh, I've not played fast action stuff. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. I, I, th- I really do think it has a lot of potential. Um, and I'm just glad they're doing it, is what I say. It's pushing everybody. You see how fast it's already pushing everyone. Yeah. Um, there's there's talk. There was talk today from someone at Sony that that indeed that Stadia is what pushed them to just you know what we're going to partner with Microsoft. We're going to have two separate things, but we needed to partner with someone who knew they could do it as well as as someone like Stadia. So it's amazing to see all this happening so fast. So give it a moment. Okay, it's not going anywhere. I know you want to reserve your name. If you have the money, sure. But you're going to spend a lot of money if just just wait a few. Because I yeah. like, in other words, I hope they let us try it at E3. If not, suspect. Yeah, what's going on? It's coming out at the end of the year. Just what's going on? So we'll see how well it works. There's a lot of questions to be answered. Um, real fast, we do have a squad up that came in today that interests me. Alfonso had actually gotten his squad up last week. I think it was um, a few weeks ago, maybe. But uh, he has speaks belief on Xbox. But this is more about a clan name for Division 2. He says, I want to thank Tim for reading the squad up last week. He made a few connections to best friends, but now he wants to get a raid clan together. So he's going to swap out of the clan, and he's now made kind of funny raids on Division 2 on Xbox. So if you are really into being a raid runner and looking for groups, so when you see that online group, that's what he's trying to get done. So check out kind of funny raids on Division 2. And... um, He's just saying what prompted him. It's prompted him to start a new KF clan specifically for raids. So if, you, if you're into that, check that out. Okay, let's check your wrong real fast and see. Uh, I was paging through this. And I didn't see anything major in here. Arcwing24, uh, I don't think you're right about this. You said that Forsaken will be 40 bucks when Shadowkeep launches. Oh, you're saying later. But right now it's 35 bucks. I cannot confirm 100% that it won't be 40 then. But that does add up. So maybe it'll be 40 later. But look, right now it's 35 bucks. Um, and yeah, you can get the Deluxe Pass for, I believe it was uh, 60, 59.99. Uh, we were talking about Battle. You said Battle Cry, didn't you? Battleborn was developed by Xbox, says Ignacio. But didn't you say Battle? It was Battle Cry, right? I thought I said, so Battleborn was Gearbox, but I yeah. think I said Battle Cry. I think Cry. you said Battle Cry. So yeah. I don't know, Ignacio, what we heard. But if we said Battleborn, of course, we meant Battle Cry. Yeah. Um, they did, uh, Lord of Pwn says Cyberpunk 27, 2077. 
2077 will also be at the E3 Coliseum on Wednesday. Oh, right, with uh, Jeff Keighley. Gotcha. Yep. Um, All right, good. Because when I said that earlier, I was like, did I just break some sort of embargo? That's, that's <laughs> I was wondering if Sorry. you did. Because I, I knew that I'd be yeah, able to yeah. see it. And I was like, can no, we but talk then, about like, like Radek and all the CD Project guys have been tweeting yeah, like have. photos of Cyberpunk E3 passes. Yeah. Like, wait, no, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah. Scared the shit out of so me. Now know <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I thought like I read something. And when I said like they weren't going to be at E3, I was like, did I just say something that like I wasn't supposed to say? Yeah, E3 is hard to fucking yeah. get shit straight. It's, yeah. And it's like that behind closed doors stuff, so it's yeah. possible that... But yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. They, they're they at the E3 Coliseum. Cool. We know they're there. Yep. So, a uh, ton of stuff going on, obviously, starting tomorrow, Saturday. We have EA Play kicks off... Uh, how do I forget? Noonish? Uh, 9.15 in the morning. Oh, it's that's tomorrow, right. It's tomorrow is, morning. Yes. Uh, that's what I was thinking of when I was talking to Kevin. I was like, I know there's something going on tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah, because Fallen Order is right that yeah. Like, it kicks off with Greg and their, Fallen Order. Their pre-show starts at 9.15. The Jedi Fallen Order thing starts at 9.30. And then it's Apex Legends after that. And mm-hmm. then a bunch of sports stuff after that. Yeah. I would recommend Respawn. GameSpot yes. has a great, actually, roundup article for this. A nice bullet-pointed list that you can cut and paste into your notes and keep. But there's a bunch of conferences happening. Microsoft is the big one on Sunday around noon that will be followed up by Bethesda then you've got Ubisoft coming in on the next day as well as Square, Square Monday night. taking the Sony um, spot at around 6pm on Monday you've and got, also the Kind of Funny Games Showcase and the Monday. Kind of Funny Games Showcase as well at 4.30pm on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games that's right ton of stuff happening none of that is uh, no games daily next week no games cast next week but trust me you'll be up to your ears in news, so uh, Mike, did I miss anything? Uh, where can where can they find you, maybe? And uh, um, Gamespot's YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com/slash/Gamespot. We will be live streaming from there, and then mm-hmm. everything will be broken out onto the site and on our YouTube channel afterwards. Um, we have a lot of really cool stuff planned for our stage show. It's uh, Lucy James and I, who who's a friend of Kind of Funny. I know she and I will be hosting the majority of the show, and then. Uh, other hosts, Callie and Michael, will be stepping in for a bunch of things. Uh, Thursday, we have the Thursday afternoon, right at the end of the show, we have a couple panels. I may be, I don't, I'm not confirming this. Greg might be coming on Thursday. We're just doing like a yeah. few fun panels at the end of the day. Ooh, nice. But I know, kind of funny, you guys will be doing stuff with GameSpot, like on the, the, the sponsor or the mm. partner stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and Lucy will be down on the editorial one. Um, but yeah, exciting. it's pretty much, we'll do pre and post show for everything except for Square. We're not doing a post. We're just doing pre and, uh, pre-show for them. Um, yeah, Ubisoft will be covering Bethesda, Xbox. Uh, again, like you were saying, I think Xbox will be pretty exciting. Yeah, Sunday's um, the big one, man. Yeah. And but no, yeah, we'll no be sleep. around the whole week. Awesome. And then we have a panel at the end, uh, a couple panels at the end, which maybe Greg's coming on. I don't know. But yeah, we'll have nice. a lot of people coming on. So What's good sh- will be on our stage as well. So you recommend uh, GameSpot on YouTube is the easiest place to find this? Yeah, or is it GameSpot so. Live? Does that work as well? Uh, GameSpot, GameSpot.com works. But okay. We'll have like our header. If you yeah. go to the site, it'll, it'll be, be hard live. to miss. Yeah, yeah. So tune in to find them there. If you like me on the show, want to support me, you can catch me uh, over at Twitch TV slash FM3 underscore. If you want to watch me try to raid for 18 hours in, in a row, which is what happened this week. Had a really great time. Thank you, everybody who did drop by and offer support. You can also find me at Fran Mirabella on Twitch. You can also support me in the Epic Game Store at Fran Mirabella with the creator code. If you're buying anything, it's just a free little code to put in. Support me. That's it for this show. Barrett, we good? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, best friends. And thank you so much to Mike Mahardy. Good luck on E3 this week. You too. Thanks for having me. It has been a pleasure. We'll see you all very soon. And we always handshake.